KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Today is the final day of voting in the 2020 election. Polls in San Diego County open at 7 o'clock this morning. As of last night, the registrar reported receiving more than 1.1 million ballots from early voters. There are 1.95 million registered voters in the county. KPBS is following today's voting, and we will bring you the updates on how things are going at the polls throughout the day and on into the evening. We'll also have early results that come in overnight on Wednesday morning. The Vista Unified School District has shifted three more schools to online learning for two weeks after more COVID-19 cases were reported among students and staff. The changes affect Vista High School, Madison Middle School, and Roosevelt Middle School. In an online update posted at the end of last week, the district said 13 students and one staff member have tested positive for COVID-19 since in-person learning resumed on October 20th. The district said all of the cases were contracted outside of the school. The observance of the Day of the Dead wrapped up on Monday, and this year it was a little different. The annual Latinx tradition took on a special meaning in San Diego as traditional altars were filled with pictures of people lost to COVID-19. Lori Saldana is a former assemblywoman and the co-creator of the COVID-19 Victims Memorial Project. She said this year their altars included information on the virus. We've added an educational element to them, and some of the items we put on the altars, actually, we put masks on the skulls. We've reminded people with backdrops that not everyone, as you said, is affected by this. Essential workers are being killed more often by this virus than other people in San Diego. The coronavirus pandemic has hit Latinx communities especially hard, with the Latinx community here accounting for 62% of total positive coronavirus cases and 50% of the deaths. It's Tuesday, November 3rd. You're listening to San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. KPBS's Steve Walsh is down at the polls this morning just as they opened. He's called in to talk to KPBS's Deb Welsh to report in on what it looks like out there. Here's that interview. Good morning, Steve. First things first, where are <laughs> you morning, exactly? Guys. So I'm at the, the main county building right outside of voter registration. We're, we have seen some lines. I was here before 7 o'clock when the polls opened, and we did see a line that went for, a, you know, about a quarter of a block. But it's moving along pretty nicely at this point. As you were mentioning, so many people have already cast their ballots. Unofficially, the county voter registration is saying that 1.2 million voters have already cast their ballots, either in the three days of in-person voting or voting by mail. Uh, San Diego County has about 1.95 million voters, 
So you got to figure that this is the bulk of the voters. But I, what we're hearing is um, we might see 80 to 85 percent turnout today. So things, uh, things could still go late tonight. Right. That would be something. Have you had a chance to talk to any of those uh, people who are lined up to vote by chance? I have, indeed. I, and I was out over the weekend as well. And what you hear from people is like, why do you vote in person when, A, we have the pandemic, and B, it's pretty convenient. They're making it really easy to, to vote by mail this time around with the ballots being mailed to every single voter. And you hear a mix of things from today, kind of procrastinated, didn't get around to a drop-off box, so they're going to drop it off in person, all the way down to uh, some people just see it as tradition. Um, I've run into voters who are 19, and this is their first time around, so they, they don't want to miss going to the polls. Um, and I, poll workers told me that they saw voters that were 90, 95 years old, and quite frankly, they're not going to change their habits. So <laughs> what we're seeing uh, is we could see anywhere from 400 to 500,000 votes still cast in person. Now, the lines are not incredibly long here right now, but uh, just because so many people have cast their ballots uh, by mail so far doesn't mean uh, you probably shouldn't make sure that you're getting to the polls before eight, you know, well before eight o'clock, so you know you're you're going to get your place in line. Right. I'm wondering, uh, Steve, if not today, is there any time where you've come across anybody who's felt like they've got to hurry up and vote for fear of what might happen after they vote or after the polls close? Well, people are, are concerned about uh, transparency. I think that's why you see so many people, instead of putting it in the U.S. Postal Service, uh, they decided to go ahead and go to one of the many drop-off locations so they could see that ballot go into the box themselves. Now, just to be clear, um, you can still vote by mail in California if that's what you want to do. Um, any vote that is cast and postmarked by Election Day can count up to, will count if it arrives up to 17 days after the election. So folks at voter registration are being clear. Uh, you know, it's probably best if you just come in and uh, close the loop yourself and vote in person or drop off that ballot at one of the drop-off locations. Okay, let me ask you quickly, because we're just about out of time. Uh, uh, is there anybody there to observe the voting? There have, We have seen observers here. In fact, we have some folks from what's called the uh, Election Integrity Project California. Actually, there's some pretty... Um, um, stark things on their website talking about vote stealing and the like. But I actually ran into one of their coordinators who has uh, poll observers out there and, and has people looking at the tabulation. And they actually had pretty high marks for uh, San Diego County, saying that they, they saw a few things like signage out of place. But okay. for the most part, they thought the process was very transparent. So, All right, um, Steve, i got to interrupt you. Thank you so much. Polls close at 8 tonight. Stick with KPBS throughout today and on into the evening to get the latest on the election. We'll be here. The pandemic has spurred record-setting gun sales across the nation. Now gun store operators say fears of riots and the contentious election cycle are driving sales. KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman explains. Over the last few months, San Diego County gun stores have seen big increases in sales, at first due to coronavirus concerns, but now that's changing. It originally started with uh, the pandemic, and then it went into with a lot of the riots. People got scared about that. And then now with the election coming up and more riots, and we have been 
nonstop since March. Danielle James is the general manager of Poway Weapons and Gear. She says normally during election cycles, they see upticks in sales, but this is different. And right now they're having a hard time keeping products on the shelves. It's a lot of first time gun buyers. It, we have seen a huge increase in first time buyers. We've had to add a ton more classes to accommodate all those first time buyers. At their indoor range, Poway Weapons and Gear has more than doubled their amount of trainers to keep up with the demand. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Hospitals plan year-round for disasters that could send a wave of patients their way. And the tensions around the election day have them on high alert. KPBS reporter Taryn Mento tells us how hospitals are planning for emergency events they hope never happen. The job of Monique Imroth is to always be ready for worst-case scenarios. She's the director of emergency management at UC San Diego Health. No one wishes they were wrong more often than me, right? But that said... The leaders of this organization depend on me and my team to say, we think this could be a problem. That includes wildfires, a COVID-19 surge, and this year, the election. Imroth, who also co-chairs the San Diego Healthcare Disaster Coalition, says hospitals are prepared in case any demonstrations turn violent. There could be crush injuries all the way up to knifing um, or gunshots that could induce trauma. So we're prepared for all of those challenges. She says the region's providers are staying in touch to meet both routine and emergency needs in case of any major event. Taryn Mento, KPBS News. On Monday, faith and community leaders united with former gang members from across San Diego in a public effort to call for a season of peace. KPBS reporter Jacob Baer has more on what this looks like during a pandemic. The Season of Peace campaign asks gangs to agree to stop shootings from Thanksgiving through January 1, 2021. Alberto Vasquez is with the Commission of Gang Prevention and Intervention and says he is a real-life example that reform is possible. It has become normalized for us to grow up in communities with gangs and violence. We're here to lift a message of hope. This is the eighth year that the Community Assistance Support Team has brought their service efforts to individuals and families impacted by gun violence. The campaign will also include community walks of peace, streetside memorial services, faith-sponsored peace meals, and organized outreach. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up on the podcast, American legions across the country have been a meeting place for veterans and their families. But then the pandemic happened. We have about 423 posts in California, and I'm fairly certain a good 20% of them are in danger of financially having to close their doors. That story next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships 
or hohenmotors.com. The meeting halls and lounges of American Legion posts across the country serve as community hubs for veterans and their families. But during the pandemic, many have had to shut their doors or at least scale back what they do. That's meant a big hit for some of their bottom lines, and it's forced them to find new ways to raise money. From Los Angeles, Robert Garova reports for the American Homefront Project. First of all, thanks for everybody coming out. Give yourselves a round of applause coming out and supporting... American Legion Post 397! That's comedian Scott Shimamoto coming to you from the parking lot of Monterey Park, California's Post 397. On a recent Saturday night, this post put on a physically distanced outdoor comedy show, complete with a stage, MC. I help with getting, you know, the DJ and the taquero here. John Padilla helped organize this event. He's not a veteran, but he's been coming to this post since his friend, a Vietnam vet, first invited him. I know it's been difficult for them because they're used to having a big audience here and having their friends that are, you know, veterans. The daily life, their routine has been disrupted. Gabriel Suarez has been commander of this post for the past decade. It's got about 70 members now. Pre-pandemic, Suarez says this post would host parties almost every weekend. It's the kind of place veterans could grab a drink, enjoy a meal, and swap stories over a game of pool. It's been hard not having community gatherings as often as they used to. Suarez motions to a water feature behind us that's gone dry. Every veteran would sit right there and just listening to the babbling of the water until they fell asleep. And most of them did with the cigar in their hand. It's just those little things, you know, we provide a, a home environment. Tonight's show is about camaraderie, sure, but it's also about keeping the lights on. Billed as a fundraiser event, money generated tonight will go towards helping the Post compensate for the hit it's taken since the pandemic has frozen bar sales, hall rentals, and other sources of income. Yes, there's a big necessity for fundraising for our building. We need to keep our building open so that we're able to do the food bank, so we're able to invite our comics out tonight. Paul Brown is adjutant for the American Legion Department of California. We have about 423 posts in California, and I'm fairly certain a good 20% of them are in danger of financially having to close their doors due to the losses that they've incurred due to this pandemic. Brown says what local posts here in California are feeling is probably not too much different from the restaurant industry, especially as they feel the whiplash from state reopening guidance, which has changed over the last several months. They're trying to adapt, they're trying to modify, they're trying to overcome the situation and survive it. It's hard to get a sense of just how much the pandemic has affected the more than 12,000 posts across the country, but... We are definitely concerned about it. Jeff Stouffer is director of media and communications at the Legion's headquarters in Indiana. A lot of posts have just basically converted what they were doing toward different purposes. That's meant comedy nights like the one I went to, or a drive-in movie theater at a post in Hollywood. Michael Helmstead is vice commander of Hollywood's Post 43. Because we've had to be innovative, we've had to like figure out how to modernize a lot of American legions. The American legion historically is, you know, not real fast to take to change in new technologies and things like that. So this has kind of forced us to really step up in ways that would have taken us a lot longer. And that, Helmstead says, may be one silver lining on the cloud of this pandemic. That was Robert Garova reporting from Los Angeles. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.